Coming to you from the middle of the country, a new voice in politics, a show that is breaking away from the two-party system. In the Middle, with your host, Justin Staten. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Happy Friday to you. I'm glad that you're back for another episode of In the Middle, the show that is bridging the gap between politics and reality, and I'm trying to do a good job of that every single episode for you. Thank you so much, guys, for all the listens and all the shares and all the comments and feedback. I really appreciate it. It it means the world to me. So if this is your first time hearing it, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. It'll also move the show up in the algorithm so other people can find it. And if you have a, a thought, idea, something that I can do differently to make the show better, make sure to leave a comment and a review. It would mean the world to me. Welcome to the show, guys. Like I said, I'm glad you're back for this Friday. I did post another episode today, and I hope you caught it. It was my first interview series show, and there will be more of those in the future. But today's was with uh, Amanda Hostetter, a good friend of mine, and she has an amazing perspective. And um, I hope you guys caught it. So let me know what you think of that show. But I also wanted to do a bonus Friday show because I, I didn't want to go a day without talking to you guys. There's a lot going on in the country right now. And I wanted to make sure we talked about some of it so we can keep building this coalition of people who are getting outside the political ideologies, the the left, the right, and just doing things in America that make sense for Americans that pass the common sense and logic test. That's all we got to do is pass stuff that passes the common sense and logic test. So today's show, guy, guys, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, a new CDC study that was posted. This is, it's not going to blow your mind. I think you expected this. So I'm not going to say it's mind-blowing. It, it's right down the alley of what we expected. But they basically put out a study saying that our natural immunity is more effective than the vaccines. Go figure. Also going to talk to you guys about how Janet Yellen, uh, the Treasury Secretary, came out and said, hey, guess what? We're giving more money to Ukraine. A lot more money to Ukraine. So we're going to talk about that. It's a problem on a couple fronts. And guys, we don't know where most of the money's going. So I'm going to catch you up on that. Elon Musk is saying government's COVID, the government's COVID response was a complete scam. And he may have the evidence to back this up. And that evidence may be dropping soon. And finally, I'm not going to give this numbskull too much time, but Pete Buttigieg finally made it to uh, East Palestine, Ohio to meet with the people. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about old Pete's visit. This buffoon should resign immediately. All right. Well, let's just get on with it. I, I appreciate you guys being here. And again, do me a favor. The The show is free. I don't run ads. Yeah, I may run ads someday, but I don't now. The show is completely free. So do me a favor. If the If this show made you think got you fired up, made you cry, made you laugh in any way, shape, or form, share the show. Please, it would mean the world to me for you guys to get this out there so more people can join the coalition of We the Middle. All right, so let's get on with it. So 
Yeah, the CDC came out and said they posted a study, it looks like yesterday, that said, hey, guess what, everybody? Your natural immunity is superior to the COVID mRNA shots. Now, they did say it was specifically for the Delta and Omicron uh, variants, but it's confirmed. And you won't see this on mainstream media. You won't hear politicians talking about this. The, the Biden administration's not going to come out and talk about it. The CDC's not going to make this front page news, unfortunately. Um, but it's legit. So Zachary Stiber posted this, looks like yesterday. And basically it starts out this article about this CDC study. And it basically starts out by saying, hey, guys, post-infection immunity is superior to protection from COVID-19 vaccines, according to a new study from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Natural immunity or post-infection immunity provided 76% protection against COVID-19. While Omicron was the dominant virus or virus strain in the country. So your natural immunity was 76% better than the COVID vaccine when Omicron was the dominant strain. The the researchers found that a primary series of the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine in people without a prior infection provided just 39% protection meaning it was better to be infected by COVID-19 without a vaccine because your body, this beautiful vessel that we have, if we just take care of it, not pump chemicals into it that are not safe or effective, if we just take care of it, provides an, a, a wonderful immunity for us that is much better than the vaccines. The article went on to say natural immunity also lasted longer at higher levels than both primary series of vaccination and a vaccination with a messenger RNA booster on top of it. So meaning your natural immunity lasted longer than the vaccine and the boosters. So if you got vaccinated and boosted, your natural immunity had higher levels of protection for longer. So during the Omicron uh, predominance, the natural immunity against hospitalization was 74%, 150 or more days out from or after infection. Meaning your natural immunity helped you, helped individuals against hospitalization for a hundred, was much higher, 150 or more days after infection. Now, in contrary, a primary series vaccine without prior infection remained just 39% protective beyond 149 days. So if you got the virus and your immunity was doing its job, you had a 74% higher protection 150 or more days out from your infection. But if you just went and got, if you listened to the lies and just went and got your vaccine, without being infected by the virus, then 
you only had 39% protectability beyond 149 days. So as we all suspected, our natural immunity was better, is better than these vaccines. When I read this, I couldn't, I, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't mind blown, but I just, it's frustrating. This, we were lied to. You were lied to. We were all manipulated. They became a political stunt. It, 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 to me, this just proves, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more on the Elon Musk story here in a minute, but it just proves that this became more of an exercise in control by our government and a way to give Pfizer and Moderna the pharmaceuticals, which I believe people, which we're going to talk about here on the Elon Musk story, believe they benefited financially from these vaccines. So it became more about control and profits at our expense. We were lied to. We were manipulated. We should be pissed. I'm pissed about this. I've been pissed, but studies like this, they get put on back pages of papers and the CDC doesn't put front and center on their website and every major media outlet in the world is covering it as front page news. There's a problem because they're all lying and none of them can admit they were wrong because they, they effed it up so bad that now they can't, they can't go back. They can't just admit, hey, we were wrong. We effed up. And it's really frustrating because I remember in college going to Marketing 101, guys, and it, I remember learning that if any company or entity is promoting something to you that is free and you should use it, buy it, take it, whatever, it's, it's free. Here, it's, if it's being promoted to you as free, guys, nothing's free. So when someone is telling you it's free, you're the product. You're the product, just kind of like in social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of TikTok. You can get on those platforms for free. Why? Because you're the product. You are the product. They are selling you your time, attention, and mind to advertisers. You're the product. They're selling you to the advertisers. You're the product. And just like in this example with, with the... With the COVID response and the vaccines and the mandates and it's free, just get vaccinated to stop the spread. Because if you're vaccinated, you won't get it and you won't spread it. All lies. You were the product, guys. You were the clinical trial. Largest human clinical trial in the world, in human history. And unfortunately, many of us were part of it. Many of us were a part of it against our will. And I think that's going to come back to haunt a lot of people, mainly the government and some companies here in the future. Because, guys, every week a new story is coming out about how full of crap the government was with COVID. And I'm not going to give you conspiracy theories here, but it just makes me wonder, why? Why would you lie? On purpose. It's all coming out now that it was all clearly lies. So that begs the question, why? Why did you lie? So check that out, guys. Uh, 
it was the Epic Times that posted that story. Um, so go over and check it out. So you know I'm not just blowing smoke up your butts. Well, I wouldn't do that, but go check it out for yourself. So Janet Yellen came out and said, hey, guess what, America? We're giving more money to Ukraine. Ten billion more, to be exact. Ten billion more. I have two problems with this. Well, outside of the idea that I'm tired of the narrative that it's all this Ukraine stuff is to stop Russian aggression. I'm, I'm tired of the narrative, guys. If you can't see through that narrative by now, reference Tommy boy, raise your hand. You need to be hit on the head with a tack hammer because you are a, you can finish that sentence for those of you who grew up in my generation with Tommy boy. Finish that sentence if you can't see through that narrative. Two issues. One, guys, this will push us to close to $200 billion when it's all said and done of funding to Ukraine. Do you guys have any idea what the average annual GDP of Ukraine is? It's between $150 billion and $200 billion annually. Let that sink in for just one moment. I'm just going to be quiet. Let that sink in. That's right. We are officially propping up the entire economy of Ukraine. You are. I am. All of us are. Their annual GDP averages anywhere between 150 and 200 billion since 2010. We are close to giving them almost $200 billion. That's the first problem I have with this. Not to mention I don't support doing all of this. Now, I do support if, you know, I don't agree with Russia going across their borders and invading. I, that is wrong. I, I will admit it. I agree. It's wrong. And we should have provided some aid. Some. Not their entire gross domestic product. Guys, that means that we are giving them more money than their economy produces in products and services annually. It's crazy. We are officially the economy of Ukraine. We are. And it, 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 I don't care. Let's just say you're listening to the show and you're like, well, I support Ukraine and I stand and you're one of those virtue signalers that has you... Ukraine flag on your social media profile. Good for you. You cannot be okay with propping up an entire economy of another country. I mean, seriously? 200 billion, I mean, that's their entire GDP. Meaning they could shut down, guys, every manufacturing company, grocery store, service company, accountant office, you name it. They could shut it down and would have the same GDP. They could have no gross domestic product at all because we've already filled the gap. And we should be outraged. If you had to sit down every single week and write a check, like or maybe monthly, when you sit down and write your bills out, I know most of you probably do auto pay anymore on credit cards and et cetera. I get that. Remember the day when we had to sit down and write checks for our bills, and some of you still do it. I know you do. Imagine having to write a check. The government says, hey, 
don't forget your Ukraine check. And you had to sit down and write out $1,000 to Ukraine every month. Would you be cool writing that check every month? No, of course you wouldn't. You'd be like, what? what? Where's this money going? Well, that's the second problem. We don't know where the money's going. We don't know where the money's going. And I've been looking, guys, and you can look too. You want to see where the money's going? You want to see my second problem with giving more money to Ukraine? Go over to usaspending.gov. Go to the head header over award search, hover over that and go down the keyword search and just put in Ukraine and then filter it by date. And you're going to have your mind blown because not only are there like hundreds of undisclosed recipients of this Ukrainian aid money, but a lot of it is going to third party organizations that we have no control over none our government government right now cannot even tell us where the money's going and who it's going to billions unaccounted for guys billions so imagine having to sit down every month and write this check out to Ukraine out of your own checking account because that is what you're doing. Just because you don't see the check doesn't mean it's not your money and your productivity that is creating the check because it is. This is how it works. They tax us. Our government tax us for this money. Whatever they don't collect in tax revenue, they go and borrow and they create treasury bills and treasury notes that they sell to investors. You know who one of our biggest investors is? China on our treasuries. And guess who's responsible? Guess what those treasuries are backed on? The ability for America to repay the bill. What's the ability for America to repay the bill? You. Me. So those loans are backed by our butts. And I wish this is how we had to do it. I wish the government would have to say, okay, everybody sit down and and, uh, write out your checks for Ukraine for the month. Because then a lot more people would be against funding Ukraine's entire economy. And that's just it, guys. We're not funding their entire economy. I mean, we are. But a lot of that money, I guarantee it, I'm going to keep following the money until I figure it out. Even if that means information uh, requests, FOIA requests. Freedom of Information Act requests. If I have to file those to figure out where this money's going, I will. I'm working it, and I'll keep you guys updated on what I find. But I guarantee this money is being funneled back to elites and politicians in this country. Not conspiracy theory. It's just, where's the money going? You, you, you can't, they can't even say, well, and, and how do we have undisclosed recipients? of this money millions billions going to undisclosed recipients 
We got $16 billion going to the World Bank. Well, who's the World Bank, Justin? Well, it was a bank created after World War II that deals with the IMF fund and its partner countries from all over the world, to include China and other countries, that manage this for whatever projects they deem fit across the world. So we gave $16 billion to the World Bank. We, <laughs> the, the American people in general as a whole, have no say on where that money goes. $16 billion. I bet, I bet the people of East Palestine, Ohio, would have been happy with just a half a percent of that $16 billion that went to the World Bank. Who knows where it's going from there? We don't know. The Board of Governors may know, but the Board of Governors is made up of participating countries from all around the world. It's not just the United States. The United States doesn't have 100% say in where the World Bank money goes. But we gave them $16 billion. You don't believe me? It's right here. It's right here. USAspending.gov. If you guys just spend a little time this weekend looking at this website, you're, you're going to get pissed. Because that's your money. Your money. And if you guys remember one of the first episodes I shared the, the debt with you guys and what your portion of that was, $31 trillion in debt we are. Our liabilities per citizen for our funded and unfunded liabilities, the unfunded part meaning we got loans. Or we haven't gotten the loans yet, but we committed to the spending and we haven't figured out how to cover that spending yet. And this hundreds of billions going to Ukraine is part of this. So remember, I told you, your portion, every citizen in America, even those who don't pay taxes, your portion is $543,000. As of today, it's your money. So go check it out. I'm not just blowing smoke up your butt. I never would. I don't want you to think I am. It's not conspiracy theory. It's not tinfoil hat stuff. It's there. And I'm going to keep following the money until I figure out where every dime goes. Now, I did find, uh, I'll, give, I'll give the government credit a little bit here. I did find a contract that went to one Ukrainian transport company for like $120,000. It appears to transport generators in Ukraine. Makes sense. But I also found four and a half million dollars that went to some company in Florida to buy generators. And when you look that company up, can't find any information on them. You can see a couple of the people that are associated with that company. But there's you can't find anything about those people. So what company is this? Does it really exist? They have political ties? Are there any senators or congressmen that are invested in these companies? I don't know, because they, they look like shell companies. It's insane. Follow the money, guys. And you can do that all weekend long, usaspending.gov. And I know, I know you got busy weekends, so do I. Take the time. Take a look for yourself. Your mind will be blown. It's insane. So, it's true. I think I said it in a previous episode. 
When you go to work this week or next week, I want you to think about this over the weekend. Next week when you're going to work, you're not just working for you, your family, your community, our national defense, our roads, our railways, our education system. You're also working for every single Ukrainian. We are propping up their entire economy. And you, me, we are on the hook for every single Ukrainian too. Is that putting Americans first? So think about that. When you're sweating your ass off and busting your butt next week, you're working for Ukraine too. Elon Musk is saying the government's COVID response is a complete scam. And he may have the actual evidence to prove it. So this all started really a couple months ago. I, I, I hope you guys are aware by now, but like the Twitter files, Elon Musk bought Twitter file or Twitter. And then he dumped what he's called the Twitter files, which basically proved collusion between the federal government and Twitter to suppress and censor American speech, which if for those of you living under a rock, that's illegal. The government can in no way, shape or form directly or by proxy censor speech. It's illegal. It's a complete and vagrant violation of the First Amendment. Not allowed to do it. It doesn't matter whose speech, which Americans they're censoring or trying to censor. It's illegal. Can't be done. Mainstream media is not picking it up and running with it. But if you get a chance, go over to Twitter and check it out. It's legit. It's been proven. The, the evidence is everywhere. And they dumped it. They dumped it out there and said, here it is. Here are emails from government officials, government bureaucracies, more scary from the FBI, censoring Americans' speech. And hey, if you do go over to Twitter, do me a favor. Give me a follow. Give me a, just give me a follow. So when, when it, uh, I'm going to back up. Quick story. When it became obvious Twitter was censoring people, I deleted my account. I was like, ah, I'm not going to be a part of a company that does censorship. Now, when Elon Musk bought it, I re wanted to reinstate my account, but it had been so many months that I couldn't reopen up my old account. So I had to create a new account and I couldn't even get the old username because the it's in purgatory. All the old usernames are in purgatory and there's some talk that they're going to release them here soon. But I had like 1500 followers and it was great. And, you know, we chatted back and forth and now I've got one. So if you're over there, it's sad. Um, it is hard. It's hard to build a following on Twitter these days, but maybe that means the algorithm's working finally. But uh, if you're over there, do me a favor. Give me a follow. I'm at the Justin Staten. And yeah, just give me a follow. It'd mean the world to me. Uh, so anyway, back to this. So go over to Twitter. Check out the Twitter file dump. Now, Musk appears to suggest he has information proving the entire COVID pandemic response was a scam. Okay, Colin Rugg, uh, Trending Politics, put out this article based off of the tweets from Elon Musk. And... Basically, this kind of all blew up because um, an, an influencer on Twitter by the name of Zuby put out a tweet that said, when will everybody admit the whole, the whole COVID-19 pandemic response was a scam? 
And Elon Musk responded to that tweet and said, it's coming. Now, this is not the first time Elon Musk has alluded to having information about Anthony Fauci and the whole COVID pandemic being a sham. And here's where Elon Musk is taking exception to Fauci. Um, it all started when Elon started to speak out against the COVID booster shot, shot saying he felt like he was dying and that his cousin, Elon is saying that when he got his booster, he felt like he was dying and that he added that his cousin actually got myocarditis from the booster. And he followed that up by saying now would probably be a good time to drop the Fauci files, which Musk is alluding that these Fauci files show complete corruption and lies by Dr. Fauci. So, and he has a couple problems with Dr. Fauci that he has publicly spoken about on Twitter. One of those is that Dr. Fauci or Anthony Fauci, Tony Fauci, I just hate calling him a doctor because I think he's a sham, I, but whatever. Apparently his wife, Christine Grady, um, was the director of ethics for the NIH. Now, you combine that with the fact that we believe Fauci lied. We know he lied about masks. We, we know he lied about gain-of-function research, or it's appearing that he lied about the NIH funding gain-of-function research, which is the type of research that created the COVID virus, or the variant of the COVID virus, COVID-19. We know that. He testified, Fauci testified in front of Congress saying it never happened. We never funded gain-of-function research. Apparently, Elon Musk is saying, bull, beep, you fill in the blank for me. Because they may have evidence showing otherwise. So there's also, quickly, some evidence that some and I don't know how strong the evidence is, but some evidence to support that he, meaning Fauci, may have even benefited financially from the vaccines. Potentially. And potentially Elon Musk has some evidence to support all of this. And he's going to drop it relatively soon. So you go back to the CD study, CDC study that I just shared, and now the Fauci files that may drop on Twitter, guys, it, it's going to potentially blow the lid off of everything and prove without a doubt that the people we were depending on and trusting the most to give us the most up-to-date and honest and truthful information about COVID were lying to us for their own benefit. And back to the whole Christine Grady thing, Fauci's wife, the director of ethics for the NIH, so the person who was supposed to be the watchdog of Fauci making sure he is doing things ethically and has no conflict of interest in what he's saying publicly, the person who was supposed to be doing that is his wife. Now, if that's not a conflict of interest, I don't know what is. And Elon Musk has had enough and he's like, I'm going to drop these files. And the only reason they haven't been dropped is because one of our lead investigators, one of the people that's going through all the files and, and, and making sure they check out and, and are legit, uh, had some sort of like scheduling conflicts or whatever and couldn't get to Twitter HQ 
until mid to late February to start going through the files and seeing if they're uh, legit. Otherwise, he would have dropped them already. But he wants to make sure whatever they put out is um, that it can be substantiated, that it's not fake. So, and I'll keep you up to date on when these files get dropped, guys, but it, it could blow the whole lid off Fauci and this guy could end up in prison. And it's funny because if you notice, I don't know if you have noticed, but it, his pol- public stance on COVID is starting to shift a little bit. It's almost like it's almost like he's trying to run cover for his bull crap. His bull, beep, you fill in the blank because that's what it is. Pete Buttigieg finally made it to East Palestine, guys, and I am not going to give this buffoon a ton of time. I'm only bringing it up because East Palestine is obviously close to home in Ohio, and I feel horrible for the people in East Palestine. They have literally been given the cold shoulder by our government, who has no problem giving you, you know, propping up Ukraine's entire economy and pretending like. Ukraine belongs to the United States now and, and Biden's some wartime president. Buffoon. But I'm not going to give Pete Buttigieg a ton of time here because this clown should resign immediately. But he's a highbrow elitist that thinks he's better than all of you and definitely better than East Palestine, Ohio. He doesn't care. He's a first He's a first, first gay transportation secretary. Who cares? You clearly are not qualified to do the job. You've proven that. And he said that he didn't want to show up too soon because he didn't want to make it political. But then he shows up and makes it political. The other thing that's funny about him showing up to East Palestine is he did it super early in the morning, got there super early, got his photo op, put on his hard hat, his orange reflective vest and his safety goggles. Had to put on a show, gave a quick public speech, went into a building, talked to some people, came out, got in his car, went back to D.C. Guy's a buffoon. Not qualified to do the job. He was barely qualified to be the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Indiana, And he should resign immediately. So if you're listening to the show and you agree that he should resign immediately, let's just call the secretary... The, the the Department of Transportation and request that he be fired or that he resign. I mean, they can't fire him. He's a cabinet member, but he should resign. Call your congressman, call your senators. Hold this guy's feet to the fire. But he finally showed up. And I also think it's gross that he only showed up and only announced he was going to show up after Trump did. Like these guys are Trump derangement syndrome fanatics oh trump's going oh we got to show up and then blame trump which is what they're doing and by the way if you've seen the story out there that trump is the one that rolled back safety measures for the trains it's been debunked so if you're watching the mainstream media just know that whole story is debunked it's not true for those of you that maybe watch the view or whatever they're talking about it it's not true it's actually been debunked And I don't remember the name of the act, but the reality is, and what's not true about it, is that the act, the legislation 
that rolled back like the whole break issue and all that was actually enacted in 2015 under the Obama administration. And I'm not going to sit here and say that the train derailment in East Palestine is Obama's fault. It's not. It's everybody's fault. It's our bureaucracy's fault. It's the Biden administration who's on the job right now who said they're putting a billion dollars into infrastructure. Where, where, where's that money going? Like, we've, we've got all these train derailments. Maybe some of that money should go to rebuilding our train tracks I don't, so trains don't fall off of them. I don't know. Maybe. But it's not Obama's fault either. But the legislation that was passed that rolled all that back actually passed in 2015 under the Obama administration. It didn't take effect until 2018 when Trump was in office. That whole story debunked. So if you see it, it's a lie. It's a sleight of hand. It's spin. It's misdirection. Because yes, the law went into effect in 2018, but it was passed in 2015. And there's a name to it. And I was reading about it late last night and I totally brain dumped it. I apologize. Shouldn't have. I wasn't sure I was going to even bring it up in today's show. So yeah, they showed up. They waited until Trump did it. And then they, oh, we're going to be here. We're not making it political, but then we're going to make it political. And the only other problem I have with people, that just shows you he's a highbrow elitist punk, is he was walking through D.C. and a reporter saw him and started asking him questions about East Palestine. He was being a douchebag, like normal, and didn't want to answer her questions, whatever. Then at the end of it, he asked to take a picture of her, of this reporter. He's like, you mind if I take a photo of you? Not like, hey, let's take a selfie together. No, I want a picture of who you are. I want to be able to identify you. Now, wh why? What was he What was he planning on doing with that picture of this reporter? Is that not odd that he's asking to take a picture of her because she was asking him questions? What's he going to do with that photo? And then, ironically, when he gets to East Palestine... He's asked, being asked questions while he's walking into a building up there, I think, to talk to local officials. And his press secretary, he wouldn't answer the questions, and his press secretary tells these reporters, I'll be happy to talk to you if you turn your cameras off. I will not talk to you on camera. You're the press secretary of Pete Buttigieg. Like, and you're not going to answer questions on camera? ironic rules for thee not for me that's how you know he's a high-browed elitist and the people in his circles are the same they're better than you so just get over it and i don't know about you but i'm tired of people in our government thinking they're better than everyday citizens they're there because we put them there they're there because we pay their salaries and they're only there as long as they stay in our grace and our good graces and most of these people are not cutting it. And they're not in our good graces, and we should remove them. Anyway, so that's all the time I'm going to give Pete Buttigieg. And that's all the time I got for today, guys. Uh, happy Friday to you. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. I do need to get to work. Uh, real estate business is busy these days, and we've got lots of things to get going. We, got, we own a few campgrounds, and we're coming up close to... Uh, opening season and there's like a lot that needs to get done and we're converting one and anyway you're not here to listen about my real estate but i 
I do have a real job, full-time job. I, I own a real estate company and invest in real estate daily. So I, I work just like you guys do every single day. And, and this is kind of like my part-time job now. So, but I do got to get to work. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of In the Middle. Again, if, if it made you think, made you laugh, made you cry, got you fired up, please share the show. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment and review. It will make the show better for you. Guys, I will be back here with you Monday morning, and I cannot wait until then. But until then, have a great American day, guys, and take care.